0: Travel back in time to the '80s, reliving the laughter. <laughs> the heroes.
1: Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Ghostbusters.
0: And the honesty.
1: What's up, man? My nipples. It's freezing out there.
0: Because just like you,
1: we're stuck in the '80s. Sure, it's not
0: 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring? I got my. Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's Spearsy here. And Brad in L.A. And today we go to an old topic of ours. Unlikely cover songs in the 80s. This
1: song is... In the eighties, is a member of the CLNS podcast network. You can find our podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and the CLNS Media mobile app. Hey, eighties nation! Haven't seen you in a while. That's not true. We saw each other last week. Actually,
0: a few of us actually saw us. We did episode five fifty in front of a live Zoom audience. Yeah, that was fun. It was fun. We're going to do it again. We're not we'll doing do it again. today. Yeah, not today. Uh, if you haven't listened to the show in a while, or if you're a new listener. We started a series a few years ago called Unlikely Cover Songs in the 80s, and the idea is a lot of the songs that we love from our decade are actually cover songs from several decades ago, or in some cases, just a few years before. Right. So what we've tried to do is we've organized a series of shows called Unlikely Covers, and we, we highlight three or four songs. And if you want to go back and listen to the previous episodes, take out a piece of paper, I'll jot down the numbers for you episodes 319, 325, 339, 348, 375, 416, 476, 492 and 502. Okay, that was a waste of time, wasn't it? No it's nobody been wrote those
1: 49 down. episodes since we did one of these. That's hard to believe. <laughs> you know what, it, but they're one of my favorites. It really is fun, yeah. It makes so, us dig around a little bit. We have to do a little research. You know, we get some yeah. learning. Oh,
0: well, what I always like is I start listening to the old version, and I sometimes like it better.
1: Do you now?
0: A little bit, and I'll talk about that a little bit today. Okay. Hey, before we get started with the fun, it's time to quickly introduce a new sponsor. It's Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Did you know a healthy diet can boost a healthy immune system? Apparently, I did not. There's a lot of information going on around about how to keep yourselves healthy and virus-free. Awaken 180 Weight Loss wants you to know that, along with other important preventative measures, eating healthy, aka Steve, put the lasagna down, can help strengthen your immune system too. If your body's preoccupied cleaning up from, well, last night's lasagna, then it isn't able to invest energy in fighting off new diseases, and you may be more likely to get sick and stay sick longer. With Awaken 180 Weight Loss, you become your healthiest self while still becoming socially responsible. Instead of gaining weight while stuck at home or stuck in the 80s, why not lose weight? With Awaken 180 Weight Loss, you'll receive weekly one-on-one virtual coaching, the tools, all the foods from the comfort of your own home. Make the most of staying at home during time off and call the solution for weight loss, Awaken 180 Weight Loss, online at awaken180weightloss.com. Okay, so let's get started here. I'm going to start things off this week. This is a song that I've always kind of loved from the late 80s, but I didn't know. I didn't think that a former Beatle would cover a song from the 60s, but he did. This is uh, George Harrison's Got My Mind Set On You. But it's going to take money. Brad, did you know this was a cover song before I wrote it down in the notes so gently this afternoon? Absolutely shocked
1: that this is a cover. This song, it just feels, uh, You've heard me complain before about what I call lazy songwriting. And this is just, if you're going to cover something, why not cover something a little more complicated? It just seems like something that got dashed off. Of, wow. Like while you're waiting in the drive thru for them to bring you your fries. You're in a lot of pain today, aren't you? Uh, I'm in a mood.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can tell. And the podcasters will all benefit from it. The uh, original song was written by Rudy Clark and originally recorded by James Ray in 1962 under the title, I've Got My Mind Set On You. Go figure. Where did he come up with that title? <laughs> Genius. He had his mind set on something. An edited version of the song was released later that year as a single, and it's credited to James Ray with Hutch Davy Orchestra and Chorus. And it sounds a little like this. Brad there's something about this version of the song that I kind of like better
1: you know what I'm gonna agree with you because I really do not like the George Harrison version I don't I, mind
0: it it was I, of its age yeah. you know every not everything has to be solid gold just because you know he was one of he was one of the mop tops
1: it just uh, doesn't do anything for me no it doesn't do anything <laughs> well for anyway
0: me. This song's fun. If I like to dance, I could imagine dancing to this. That comment's going to get me in trouble. I can well, tell you. We'll put you it on now. the
1: Steve Spears potential dance list for the Spotify playlist. Steve yeah, Spears that w- danced here.
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll dance to that at the wedding come this uh, winter. Anyway, fast forward to 1987. George Harrison releases a cover version as a single, and then puts it on his album Cloud Nine. Here's what's really bizarre. Of George Harrison's three number one singles in the U.S., of which this is one, this is the only one not written by Harrison himself and the only one without religious overtones. Huh. okay. Weird. It is also the last U.S. number one hit by Harrison, but also the last from any of the ex-Beatles in the U.S.,
1: well, did you see Paul McCartney over the weekend and the the concert that was on every TV in the world? I, he's not charting again. I love you, Sir Paul. You are a treasure. Maybe well, it's time a little to frog. stop. He singing. was froggy. I'm I'm froggy tonight, you know, but you're people aren't going to hold it against me. That's true cuz you're not in the Beatles.
0: Here's what's also interesting. It also happened to be the number one single the week preceding the induction of the Beatles into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, making Harrison, George Harrison, that is, one of the very few inductees to have an active single on the U.S. charts at the time of induction.
1: That's amazing. That's it kind of a, amazing, That's kind of a cool, fun fact. I like that. Okay, I like this song just a little bit more, which is, means I hate it slightly less actively.
0: And, of course, you love it even a little bit more when you realize that in 1988, Weird Al Yankovic did a version of it called This Song is Just Six Words Long. And it sounded a little bit like this. This
1: song is just six words long. This song is just six words long. This song is just six words long. This song is just six. Words long. This song is just six Oh, Weird Owl. Is there anything you cannot do? He's a treasure. <laughs> I feel better now. Thanks for playing some Weird Owl. I feel better. Yeah,
0: yeah. I every show should have Weird Al. Should just like we should all break out into Hawaiian shirts and you
1: know Accordions.
0: Accordions and dance. Again with the dancer. I don't know what's up with me tonight.
1: Happy feet. I've
0: been drinking a lot of Gatorade and eating healthy food. So anyway, what do you got on tap this week, Brad?
1: Okay. I had a fun time looking through the various internet sources because, uh, again, like you said, Steve, we just, we stumble across these things like, that's a cover? Really? This is Love of the Common People by Paul Young. And we're living in the love of the common people. Smiles from the heart of a family
0: man. Daddy's gonna buy you a dream to cling to. Mama's gonna love it just as much as she can. And she can
1: living in the love of the common people smiles from the heart of a family man daddy's gonna buy you a dream to cling to
0: mama's gonna love it it's just as much
1: as she can this is a cover song yeah written by john hurley and ronnie wilkins and first released by the four preps in 1967 Wow. Now, the four preps basically what you think think four guys singing harmonies and kind of an interesting story behind that group. By the late sixties, they were definitely on the, the downward slope of whatever fame they had gathered in the late fifties. But the original four members were students at Hollywood High School and they got signed to a record contract when a Capitol Records executive saw them at a high school talent show. <laughs> That's just straight out of, like, a Happy Days plot, right? Yeah, exactly. One of the original members of the Four Preps went on to s- some fame and fortune in the 70s, 80s, and, dare I say, the 90s, as a TV writer and producer. You want to take a guess at who the original baritone for the Four Preps was, Steve? Um, um, Carl Reiner? I'm going to give you one hint. Battlestar oh, Galactica. Hint?
0: Oh, is it Lorne Green? No. no,
1: writer producer.
0: Oh, uh, someone! You know, all the TV fans out there are stabbing. Yeah, they're what
1: screaming. Is it? It's Glenn Larson, Glenn A. Larson. Oh
0: crap!
1: I'm, I, a, that, I'm an idiot. That's the kind of stuff that you turn it up and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> that's actually kind of fun, Glenn A. Larson, baritone. Anyway, should we listen to just a little touch of that four preps version? We've talked about it enough.
0: I insist. Okay.
1: Living on free food tickets Watering the milk from the hole
0: in the roof Where the rain came through What can you do to prove
1: little sister cry cause she doesn't have a dress Without a patch for the party to go Oh but you know
0: So you you say that they were discovered at a talent show, a school talent show. Yes. Did you ever participate in one of your school's
1: talent shows? I don't think we ever had them. No, I don't think so.
0: We did. The first band I was ever in was formed with the intention of playing the talent show.
1: It's a popular trope.
0: Yeah, it is. And we called ourselves 48 Hours because that's about how much time we gave ourselves to to pull our songs together before the auditions nice and we learned to play china grove by the doobie brothers and i was the keyboard player so i basically had to bang on like one note for the entire song yeah that's that's about it after two days of practicing we basically decided that we had no talent and we were not going to subject ourselves to ridicule
1: so we dropped out nice My primary experience with school talent shows is going to my kids, uh, like the elementary school talent show. And they did this thing that I think to this day, I think is brilliant. They limited every act to 60 seconds, (laughs) which was, you know, probably saved lives, honestly. It's not just a good idea. Right. No kidding. Let's talk a little bit about this actual song. The lyrics are pretty bleak. It is a bleak bleak story that they tell of poverty and unemployment. Let me just give you some of the lyrics living on free food tickets, water in the milk from a hole in the roof where the rain came through. That's, you know, that's not so good, but by the time you get to the end, there's a little glimmer of some optimism coming through living on a dream ain't easy, but the closer the knit, the tighter the fit and the chills stay away. Cause we take them in stride for family pride. So, you know, perhaps there's something we can take away from that in these, these times. As we're stuck That's, in our homes.
0: I totally get Paul Young in the 80s doing this as a cover song. I mean, you know, yeah. the bleakness of the UK coming into the 80s. Yeah. Oh,
1: very much so. Yeah, yeah.
0: Poverty, unemployment, certainly. But I, I struggle to see the four preps in the <sighs> 60s.
1: Yeah, in the late 50s. You know, well, no, yeah, in the 60s doing this doesn't make any sense. Talking
0: about, you know, food tickets and water and the milk and while well, they yeah. went to Hollywood High.
1: So yeah. I don't know. As I said, I was surprised to find this was a cover, and it just shows that I'm an idiot because the list of people that have covered this song is longer than the line for Simon LeBond's signature at a Duran Duran convention. (laughs) You got the Everly Brothers, Waylon Jennings, Lynn Anderson, Pennsylvania Sixpence, Wayne Newton, The Simple Image, Eric Donaldson, The Godson Brothers, Elton John, The Winstons, John Denver, Stacey Posey, Nikki Thomas, Sneaky Pete Kleinow, Joe Dolan, Wanda Jackson, Stiff Little Fingers, Bruce Springsteen. And this one.
0: Living on free food tickets. Water and the milk from the hole in the roof. Where the rain came through. What can you do?
1: Yep, that's Leonard Nimoy, who covered it on his 1968 album, Two Sides of Leonard Nimoy. Now, spin the wheel and find out who goes home with the postal-friendly bottle opener. (laughs) 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 That's what it felt like. So, US-based listeners, you might not really remember this Paul Young version from the radio, but it is on the Sixteen Candles soundtrack. It plays in the background when we see Samantha for the first time. She's up in her room, kind of checking herself out in the mirror and talking to her friend on the phone. Knowing that, I like to picture Molly Ringwald playing this song for John Hughes. You know, like, here, here's a cool song. Check this one out. That's probably Uh, exactly how it went down. Yeah. Young's version was released initially in 1982, and it went nowhere. Just... (laughs) But... After the third single on that album, Wherever I Lay My Hat, That's My Home, which ironically is a cover of the Marvin Gaye song, when that was a hit, it was re-released and it went to number two in the UK, number one, several other places in Europe, but it peaked out at 45 on the Billboard Hot 100 on this side of the Atlantic. Wow, that's interesting. I, I wouldn't yeah.
0: have even pegged it as that high. I mean, No,
1: me either. I was surprised at that number.
0: I mean, I don't remember it making any waves on MTV.
1: No, I don't think... I, I think that main place people recognize it from is that scene in 16 candles where really you yeah. just get about 15 seconds of it god when we
0: were on the cruise I guess what's it been like six weeks now yep i th- one of the one of the channels on the cruise ship played nonstop 80s movies and i must have watched 16 candles like i mean not start to finish but but at least five minute bursts of it like 13 or 14 times during yeah. that week
1: it's kind of funny because people I've I've said similar things to people and they're like, wait, you were on this cruise. All you used to talk about is how busy and how much stuff there is going on, and you were watching movies in your room. I'm like, well, well it's you, not you, like that. You just turn it on while you're getting ready or you're getting started your day. It's not like you're sitting there watching. It's just this kind of nice wallpaper in your space. Yeah, I, I, I
0: used to put it on like before we went to
1: bed, kind of thing. Like sure, like, but like, that, know, that's let's about watch. It. Let's watch twenty minutes of sixteen candles. Why not?
0: Right, sure, and nothing helps seduce the lady in your life better than like turning on airplane for uh, one of the one of the more raunchier scenes. Joy, You like movies about gladiators. Anyway, I digress. Here is my pick, and this is our last pick of the show for unlikely cover songs from the '80s. This is uh, Superman from REM. I am, I
1: am, I am Superman.
0: So REM recorded this for their fourth album, "Life's Rich Pageant," which, by the way, I don't peg you as a a, a big REM fan, Brad.
1: Um, I went back and got this. I was a I became a fan of REM more in the '90s than in the '80s. Yeah,
0: this is my all-time favorite album by them. Like, there's there's not a bad tune on it.
1: Oh, it's so good.
0: It was released as a single. The Superband was, and it really, you know, sent a, little, a fair amount of radio play, but it, it didn't chart. Uh, lead singer Michael Stipe not a huge fan of it doesn't really get into the recording of it so it pretty much fell to the rest of the band members to pick it up as a result we hear bassist mike mills debut on lead vocals with uh, stipe grudgingly providing the background voices <laughs> and by the way um I, what i always remember about this song that there's a little scratchy s- spoken intro <laughs> sure um, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's somebody pulling the uh, the pull string on a godzilla doll and it sounds like this <laughs> Translated uh, loosely, it says, This is a special news report. Godzilla has been sighted in Tokyo Bay. The attack on it by the self-defense forces has been useless. He is headed towards the city. Ah! Excellent. A nice book report for sure, but what I didn't realize was that this song was already a song long ago. In fact, all the way back to 1969 when a Texas band called The Click recorded it, and it sounded a little bit like this. Okay, in this case, I do prefer the R.E.M. version.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can hear the bones of it, but yes, the R.E.M. version, I appreciate more. Especially now knowing that Michael Stipe didn't like it. That just makes it a little more fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, the original version came on their debut album by The Click. It was the B-side to a a song called Sugar on Sunday, which I guess was Mm. one of their better... I know. We all like Sugar on Sunday. One of their better known hits the band's self debuted album only reached number 177 on the hot 200 album chart. So not exactly, um, not exactly Princeton material. Joel, is it (laughs) not flying off the shelves, (laughs) but the group did like make a living touring with the acts of the day, including, uh, Tommy James and the Shondell's grand funk railroad, uh, Dave Clark five and the four preps enough, not the four preps, uh, in 2008, The Gulf Coast Music Hall of Fame, of which I was not aware, inducted the band into their little uh, organization, prompting a brief reunion.
1: Nice. Steve, with currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you want to bet? You're wrong. (laughs) our exclusive partner bet online still has hundreds of events games and props to wager on from their online casino to poker and blackjack as they are bringing the vegas to you ah the return of the vegas the vegas (laughs) we love the vegas let's go to the vegas and eat the steaks and drink the drinks are you missing the nfl no problem bet online has live daily madden nfl 20 simulations you can wager on If you're into entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, oil prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. It's all open 24 hours a day and all online. Just visit the website at betonline.ag or use your mobile device and join today to receive your new welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. And we're back. Did I mention Superman
0: was a song that my college band, Epic Trash, used to cover? No. (laughs) We were fond of finding songs that people didn't really recognize as being, you know, a cover song. Sure. And because this one never charted, it was, you know, I think it was at the end of side one or end of side two. Yeah. We played it. And I remember at the time, I think I was borrowing a friend's drum set. Because I I had a really bad one that I bought at a thrift store that was falling apart. Sure. His snare didn't work. So I had to use the floor tom instead of a snare for this song. So it's, we had this bizarre version of it where I'm just beating on a floor tom the whole way through. That's crazy. But people kind of sort of liked it. And I didn't even, I hadn't even heard the song before we we covered it. And so I was literally just kind of making up my own drumming for it. And,. In retrospect, it was probably a bad idea from start to finish, but um, anyway, the only reason I think of this was that the fiance is with me here in Orlando. New York City's locked down and we're all in quarantine, so she she came down here before the quarantine hit, so she's she's with me. Excellent. She's been reorganizing the lair. Oh, so she's been going my goodness. Through. Blink, blink <laughs> she's twice if going... you need help, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I worked from home during the day, and so she's here. And she's going through all my closets that I haven't opened since I pretty much moved so in and threw dropped boxes. dropped the box off though. and closed the door. <laughs> yeah. And so the other day she comes up to me and she's got this little cassette in her hand. In fact, I have it right here in front of me. It's Epic Trash. And we, we made like a handful of our own little cassettes for our band. It's called Store in a Cool Place or something like that. And it's got six or seven songs that we wrote but not – no cover of Superman, and, and she was asking if we could listen to it. I, I said, absolutely
1: not. <gasps> come on, Steve. <laughs> no, it's, oh, it's, it's, I gotta hear this. I it's, it's, gotta hear it.
0: It's no, it's like it's like I don't. Thirty-five no. years old, and I don't. If care. you put that in a, if you put that in a, a cassette player right now, it, it, the cassette player would
1: eat it. You're gonna get one See, play, so you better rip no, it when you play it. No, I'm not yeah. gonna, not gonna. Do oh, that, but come on, I put Steven. it in the desk. I have, I've done Steven. what this thing said to do. I've asked I've you. No, I've never asked a single favor of you, Steve. This one's it's very nothing. important to me. This is one of those. Th- I'm <laughs> telling you, this is one of those things that you're going to hear it. And you're
0: going to be like, oh, okay.
1: Well, anyway, what's next? The seggies. So, <laughs> I, I'll keep working on them, listeners. Okay, I'll keep working on them. Anyway, but you probably know what will what happen though? is I'll be the only one that gets to hear it because then I'll be sworn to secrecy, and that's fine. Probably it's not good.
0: Anyway, you know what time it is.
1: The, the seggies. Segues.
0: Ah, the mystical refrain. I can't say mi- mystical refrain. It's not a mystical refrain. It's just a it's just a ditty. It's a well known ditty that says it's time for I want my mystery TV theme song. There we go. We'll play a snippet of a theme song from the '80s. If you get it right, you're entered into the drawing. The spinning of the wheel, as it sh- as it actually is, for some swag swag in the form of a postal friendly bottle opener. There you go. Yes. Pay attention. Here's the clip from the last time we did this show. That's Tales of the Gold Monkey. Brad, I never watched this show. Crispy Critter sent this in as a candidate i love the song though
1: i've never heard of this program where have i been
0: it's a ripoff of uh indiana jones sounds fantastic it is it is so but and a few people
1: got it i'm intrigued the usual people i'm intrigued read some of the winners winners this week include new wave todd who's morphing into yacht rock todd Mm. Mm. you you can find your way back new wave todd don't worry I did Every summer Uh, Tom Corn in Austria Commodore 64 Will Buck from Wally World Steve in Halifax And Chris Cooling Who writes Episode 30 of my podcast Forgotten TV Covers this show in depth With behind the scenes Look at each episode An interview with one of the producers And a look at its impact On pop culture Wow Cool Yeah Check it out Okay Well in the meantime We're going to spin the wheel
0: And find a winner Here we go Brad (laughs) Okay good It's good not up to the, uh, the effort that uh, Augie, Dave Augie August gave us last
1: week, but this will, well, this will do. I haven't had time to do reconstructive surgery on the uh, spindle that was sorely damaged. Yes. The torque event that happened.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like it's going to land on Buck from Wally World. So Buck, send us your postal address. We'll send you the postal-friendly bottle opener. So yeah, I screwed it up last week, but now this week it's, it's back. I don't know what's different this week. I'm still playing in the background with this stupid back scratcher, which is making this clicking sound that drives Brad crazy. So I'm going to put
1: it away now because he's going to kill me. <laughs> I just I just know when I go to edit the show, I'll be like, "What is he doing?" Because I don't, don't hear it, it, it now, but it's on the, it's on the recording. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay, folks, pay attention. Here's the uh, mystery theme song for this week. If you know it, email us at podcast at sitds.com. Wow, that's a high note for me. And tune in next week or next month or next pandemic to find out if you're a winner.
1: Just tune in, okay? Please. We'll be right back after this
0: commercial break. Introducing Pocket Rockers. Tiny tapes, tiny players. Down on the corner, out in the
1: streets, Pocket Rockers.
0: Beats. Pocket rockers. Play here. Wear them anywhere. Down
1: on the corner. Out in the street. Pocket rockers. Play Where the
0: music beats. Tiny players, tiny tapes. Pocket rockers. Tapes and accessories sold separately. Batteries not included. From Fisher Price. Hey, we're back. We have a few minutes left. We are very happy to have a letter for us that asks a question. Hence, we use the theme song. That's right, it's time for Please, Please Tell Me Now. We've got a letter from Dave Horn in Phoenix, who was on our, our Zoom show last week, but he was having technical difficulties, so we didn't really get a chance to hear from him for very long. The
1: series of pipes that connects to his house was not playing nicely with him, so... It happens. That's yeah.
0: uh, The strain on the infra- net infrastructure has got to be pretty severe this time. <laughs> <laughs> I would think so. I would think so. I'm amazed that this show, we've gotten, what, you know, 30 or 40 minutes into the show without any snafus yet, but hey... Knock on wood. Anyway, Dave Horn writes, hey, guys. With the coronavirus keeping all of us indoors for the foreseeable future, I've been going through my album collection and listening to artists that will be on the 2021 80s cruise. What is it that you guys are listening to and what are your go-to artists? Dave Horn and Phoenix, hopelessly stuck in the house. Yeah, I get that, yeah. dude. <laughs> I feel you, bro. I feel you. Brad. What what have you been listening to?
1: Well, notable perhaps is what I have not been listening to. I have not been listening to really any podcasts, which is really strange. I'm normally in the car for two to some, sometimes maybe three, but at least two hours a day, and Jeez. that's that's podcast time. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and they're all stacking up, and I'm a little worried that I may have to break my uh, completest attitudes toward podcasts, and maybe just delete a couple, and see what happens. You know, yeah, skip you're through. Have to. I, otherwise, it's, it's going to be next summer before I catch up. Anyway, but what I am listening to, I'm listening to a lot of Adamant right now. Uh, we were supposed to go see Adamant early next month. And that show, of course, has been postponed. But to prep for that, I had built a playlist that has Kings of the Wild Frontier, Prince Charming and Friend or Foe on it. And I've just been listening to that on loop and just kind of again, I know I talk about this a lot, just remembering why and how much I like those albums from my, you know, high school days. But also, you know, I can't play that all the time with the family. They get a little crazy with all the drumming. So there's been a lot of Sting (laughs) solo stuff, uh, some cool in the gang for the long-suffering Mrs. Williams. And uh, happy hour staple here at the Williams house right now is uh, Oscar Peterson playlist. He's a jazz pianist. Interesting.
0: I do not know of his work. but I think you'd like it. I think you'd like it. Oh, you want good jazz. I, too, have not been listening to podcasts. I I don't have any commute either i used to when i would walk around the block or you know down the trail or whatever i would listen to mark maron's podcast finally got the courage up last week or the week before to email his people to ask him for an interview because um, i figured well you know we're all home with nothing to do this is the time to ask people for interviews And i got a nice polite message back about half an hour later he's not available
1: <laughs> wah, wah, so, wah. so you're lost so, mark maron
0: yeah, so we're not so. Me and Mark aren't aren't on good speaking terms right now. In the meantime, I've been listening to lots and lots of Brian Ferry. Oh, it's one of the artists that me and the fiance can can enjoy. It's can't be listening to Oingo Boingo and stuff like that when you're home all day. You have to you have to
1: tone it down. You got to take it down a couple clicks. Yeah.
0: So we've been we've been listening to Brian Ferry a lot. We've been listening to Sting. We we have tickets to see him in Vegas in August. I'm sure that'll be canceled too. What I need to start doing is listening to John Parr because I'm in. As we record this, we're still a few days away from. I'm doing a live Facebook chat with John Parr, who's going to be on the 2021 80s cruise, and so I, I kind of need to do my usual, you know, four days worth of studying and cramming all the research into it. So I'll do that between now and Friday. So by the time you hear this podcast, that will already be over. That interview will be but in the, the good can, thing, baby. Yeah, yeah, but the good thing is we're we're hoping to record it and then put it online as a podcast so you'll hear it, even if you weren't able to participate in it, but, uh, so we'll see, it'll, it'll be fun, but I hope everyone out there has got their music to listen to to get us through this, I hope we've given you some ideas this week with, with those early versions of songs that we do love from the 80s, but we will be chilling out here with you, happily in quarantine, but still, hopelessly, stuck in the 80s.
1: Back in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Media Network. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or the CLNS Media mobile app.